What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to my social life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly. As always, today's podcast is powered by TrueFan, and today is a takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the week. And today, we're discussing my conversation with Deepak Sharma. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the full podcast yet, no worries. Deepak is the host of the podcast, It's Not That Deep, as well as the founder of the marketing agency, Deep Digital Media, which services clients here in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Deepak is also a good friend of mine, so I was excited to finally get the chance to have him here on the podcast. I was actually on his podcast back in February, if I'm not mistaken. I believe I was episode number 41 or episode number 31. I'll just pull it up really quickly here. But yeah, I was very excited to finally get him on my podcast to talk about his journey so far. And what's interesting about Deepak is the fact that he's running this agency, he's growing his client list seemingly every single day. He has a team of people and he's doing all of this while working a full-time job. And we talked about why he did that on the podcast and it was mainly because, actually, we'll get into this, we'll get into this with the takeaway. I don't want to get too much into it, but I just thought it was awesome that he's, despite working full-time, he's building this agency, he's doing his podcast and I did just check and I was episode 31 of his podcast and here we are, he was episode number 113 of mine and we touched on it briefly as well and when Deepak first started his podcast, we actually met up at a coffee shop close to my apartment to just kind of talk podcasting and I tried to give him as much insight into podcasting as I could. I I don't think I'd even been doing it, maybe just, just doing it for about a year at that time so I had about a one year head start and yeah, so that's how Deepak and I met. We met through podcasting. We've become good friends outside of podcasting, met, meeting up at different points and getting together and catching up and hanging out. So it's been cool to just kind of be a part of his journey. And like I said, it was really good to get him here on the podcast finally for episode number 113. And the first thing that I want to talk about actually when it comes to this podcast, and this has happened, this is something I do with a lot of my podcasts, is we started the podcast talking about football, which when you consider where Deepak currently is, he runs his marketing agency, he has his podcast. Starting with football might not necessarily make the most sense in normal podcasts. But the reason I always start, and this is with most guests, I start with their backstory and try to show you where they were before where they are now. Because I feel like a lot of people feel like they need to have it figured out, especially a lot of high schoolers feel like they need to have it all figured out when they graduate, even before they graduate, because if they need to have it before they graduate, so they don't know what schools to go to, what programs to get into. And I like to show the whole story, the whole picture of who my guest is, where they came from, how they got to where they are. And we spent a good number of time talking about football, but I wanted to paint that picture of where Deepak was in high school, playing football, winning championships with his high school team to going to college and kind of struggling with a lack of identity after no longer being an athlete in the sense that he was in high school. And then to kind of figure out how he figured out when got to starting his own podcast and from there his own business. So sometimes in the beginning of my podcast, it might not necessarily make complete sense as why we just kind of talk about football for the first 15 minutes. But I do it one to help better paint the picture to really show the trajectory of these people. I want to show that nothing's in, no one's an overnight success. There's a long story that leads up to where they are now. And now it's also fun for the guests to talk about some of these old stories that they don't, might not necessarily get to talk about on every single podcast. A lot of people 
prepping, I listen to different podcasts that Deepak was on. And a lot of it starts with the podcast normally and then eventually moves into the agency. But I wanted to go back a little further than that because I feel like it's fun for Deepak and for most guests to go back a little bit further and talk about those things they don't necessarily always get the opportunity to talk about. And the second point I wanted to talk about here was related to how when Deepak finished playing football, when he went to college, um, he said he looked down at, uh, he stepped on the scale his second year of university, looked down at the number and saw 308 pounds and realized that that needed to change. And the first point there though, is one thing he said on the podcast, and I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have the direct quote written down, but something along the lines of like, that didn't happen overnight. It's not like he was his resting weight. And then he stepped and then he woke up the next morning at 308. Like this happened over the course of a year, year and a half. And my thought, the way I thought when he said that, it made me realize something and how we always talk about compounding interest and compounding your habits and compounding like the work you do in compounds, but the negative work you also do compounds, right? Like Deepak said, like it was a, it was just him eating like he was when he was in high school and he was a full-time athlete. It was just going out to drink and party and not playing on two different football teams and going to practices every day and playing games. Like it was just a lot of different things compounded. And he was able to kind of catch that. And it said it took him some time. It's not like he just caught it. It was like, yo, I'm 308. Stopped, stopped going to parties, started working out every day, started eating nothing but salads. Like it was a process in both directions. It took some time to get to that point. And it took him some time to get out of there. And it's just a reminder that your, your habits compound, whether they're positive or negative. And so really take a look and reflect on the habits that you have. What ones do you like? What are good habits? What habits are negative in your life? I've started doing this recently. I have a, <clears throat> I use an app called Notion. Um, big fan of it. And I have a thing called a habit tracker. So every night I jump on there and I check off the different habits, whether I accomplished my goal in a positive way or leave it blank if I didn't accomplish it. And some of the habits that I track, I track whether I woke up without hitting my snooze button. I track whether I, uh, got seven hours of sleep or not, whether I had a cold shower that day, did I get a workout in? Did I, I have one where I do it. Did I mindlessly scroll on TikTok? Because that was something I was finding. I was wasting so much time doing was just scrolling on TikTok for hours a day. And so I started monitoring the amount of time I spent mindlessly scrolling on TikTok and every, and then tried to cut it down and not do it. And because I've been monitoring my habits and really keeping track of what I do in a day, I have pretty much cut my TikTok consumption down to zero. I think right now I'm recording this on November 15th. I've used TikTok mindlessly just to kind of scroll through it for fun once in the last 15 days. And so just keep an eye on your habits, track them. Make You don't necessarily have to track them, but just keep an eye on them. Stay in tune with yourself. I track them because that's what works for me because I'm able to look at the end of the month and see where my weak points were, where my strong points are, where I need to focus on next month. <clears throat> because like I said, your habits compound, whatever, and both positive and negatively. So just try and make sure you're building and compounding those positive habits and putting a stop to those negative ones. The next point that I want to talk about here is how Deepak, similar to me when it came to starting his podcast, had the idea and kind of thought about it and researched and prepped for it for about six months until he put it out and until yeah, until he started and. I asked him if, if that was necessary because my, in my opinion, like in my opinion, looking at my reflecting on my own podcast experience in those six months where I didn't do start my podcast, I don't think it was necessary. <laughs> I don't think I was prepared enough. I had the gear, I had everything already, but I still didn't start it. And I just don't think 
that the six months of me prepping and making sure I was ready and all this stuff, I just don't think it was worth it. So I was curious to see what Deepak's experience was when it came to those six months. And he didn't necessarily say that it wasn't worth it. Like he spent a lot of time researching the gear and making sure he was getting his gear. So a lot of it was just making sure he had the tools in place to make sure he could do it properly. Um, but he said a lot of those three months was debating whether he was good enough to do it. It was kind of self, it was doubting himself for about three of those six months. And I feel like that's something a lot of us go through. I can, I honestly can't remember whether that's something that I was one of my issues, but probably was subconsciously something that I was worried about when I was prepping for my podcast. But the thing with that is, is that no matter what, like we're, I don't think we're ever going to be ready, especially in the beginning. And what I mean by that is like, so part of it with, with me was that, so my six months process, when I prepped for my podcast, it was a lot of just researching and doing a test run podcast by myself and making sure I knew how to edit and all this stuff and making sure I was ready to go with the podcast. And I spent all this time prepping. And again, probably it wasn't a conscious thought, it was probably a subconscious thing is that I was just kind of doubting myself. I was worried. I didn't know if I was good enough. And I, so I kept pushing it off and eventually I sat down and I recorded my first podcast and I still wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't. I said, yeah, I think it was, yeah. After every single answer my guest gave me, he finished his point and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The entire time. And that's something like you can't really prepare for without actually doing the interviews because you don't know what your tendencies are going to be in an interview until you actually sit down and do an interview. Like I had no idea that's what I said. And I prepped for six months. Editing still took me, I think, like I say, like probably 24 hours to edit the whole podcast and all the content together from that one episode. I spent six months trying to make sure I was in the good, the best position and I still wasn't ready. Now, that being said, I used to say, just start, like, don't worry about anything. I do think some research is important. Like it's, if you can take a week, two weeks to just kind of prep and make sure you know what you're doing and how to make everything work. Like, yes, that's going to be beneficial. Do a little bit of research, but don't let research become a crutch um, and prevent you from starting. Cause a lot of people just want to keep researching and keep researching and keep researching, but don't do that. Like that's just eventually make you're creating an excuse and you're pushing off starting. Um, I think a little bit of research is fine, but eventually it's to start. And I think all of us, and the reason I talk about this here and I don't relating it back to Deepak is all of us have self-doubt. Every single one of us is going to doubt ourselves, right? The voice in your head is on most times your hardest critic. It's one of the meanest people out there is the voice inside your head. And I just want to show that someone like Deepak who has a very successful podcast. He's got his own business now. Started with self-doubt. Didn't know if he could do it. He wasn't sure. But the only way to figure out if you can or not is by actually doing it, not by thinking if you can or can't do it. Because you never know until you try. So I think it's take a little bit of time to research if you have to, but start as soon as possible. And speaking of that, kind of as I just kind of mentioned with my personal podcast, took me, I did all this time prepping and I still wasn't ready. And Deepak recorded technically recorded two podcasts and his first podcast didn't put out because there was just too much swearing but his first app first podcast that he released he looks back on it and he doesn't love it and he can remember watching it and not loving it in the moment but he put it out anyways and i think that that is important is to just continue don't like don't what i'm trying to say is here Deepak's got his podcast float down now he has a nice looking podcast nice sounding podcast he's able to conduct an interview really well but he didn't start like that. He started with his first podcast where there's too much swearing, so they never actually put it out. Then his second podcast, which is terrible lighting, and he's nervous. He's drinking a beer in the podcast just so he's to kind of work down those nerves. And 
I think what the point I'm trying to make here is that what I'm trying to show you is that even in the beginning, so Deepak was had to overcome some things in the beginning of his podcast. His first couple of podcasts weren't as good as they are now, but he would never have gotten to where he is now had he not put out those bad podcasts in the beginning. To get to creating good podcasts, you have to put out bad ones first. You have to go through the progression of putting it out and learning from those first and iterating on those first renditions of the podcast. That's like, just like with mine, my first episode sounded terrible, horrendous. My second episode sounded a little bit better. My third episode, by the time I figured it out, the mics on my third episode and everything sounded great, but I never would have known that. I never would have figured that out had I not done the first couple bad podcasts and not the con the content itself isn't bad. Just the audio quality isn't the greatest. And so with starting something that stops so many people is they're looking for perfection right out the gate and they want a high quality. They want well-produced. They want good content right out the gate. But experience is such a valuable teacher that in order to start putting out that good content, you have to just start putting content out, even if it's not good. Like Deepak says, he looks back on his first podcast and he doesn't necessarily like it. And that's fine. But just keep putting it. And that's fine because he's it's he's progressed to where he is now in order to get to the good content. You have to put out bad content. You have to kind of just put it out there, even if you know what, you don't even have to put it out there, but at least create it. You don't have to necessarily publish it. I mean, publishing it is good because you can learn in public and you can get tips from people and you can look back and watch that progression and it's good inspiration for people who they can watch your progression as well. But just start making bad content, figuring out why it's bad and making little tweaks and improving on it every single time. And eventually that will allow you to get to the really, really good content. But you're not going to be perfect when you first start. I think that's the point I'm trying to make here. You're not going to come out the gate flying high with the best produced podcast, the best conducted interview, no, it's going to take time. It's going to take experience and you're going to start. And you're not going to be great in the beginning, but you're going to improve and iterate every single time. So as long as you're making those 1% changes and getting a little bit better with your content every single time, you're fine. You're not going to be perfect in your first one. I wasn't. Deepak wasn't. Most people aren't, but we're a lot better than where we were now. And we've done that because we put that first piece of bad content out and we've iterated and improved every single time to get to where we are now. Next point. When it comes to podcasting, there is so much behind the scenes work that you probably don't see with Deepak's podcast because he likes to record his podcast in person. He has to get all his lights set up. He has to get his camera set up. He's got to get the mic set up. He's got to make sure his blinds are closed. He has his notes if he has any. He's got to make sure he's got water for the guests. There's so many little things behind the scenes that go into doing some of these podcasts that you don't really get to see. And with mine as well, when I do it in person, I now have lights I have to set up. I have a similar process to Deepak. Of course, I have to do my research as well before. There's so many behind the scenes things that you don't get to see. And I think that with that being said, I don't want that to overwhelm people when it comes to starting their own podcast. People always ask me how long it to take to do a podcast, how much work is required. And the answer I always give now is it's really dependent on how much work you want to put into it. If you want to have the lighting, if you want to do it in person, if you want to do the research like I do the research, if you want to do all these little things, you can do them. But at the end of the day, if you want to start your own podcast, which I highly encourage you to do, and Deepak is something he talked about as well. He highly encourages everyone to start their own podcast is that it doesn't have to take that much work if you don't want it to. You can start a podcast. You can finish listening to this and start your podcast today. 
You can jump on Zoom with a pair of headphones and find a guest and just go and just interview them. You don't need the research if you don't want the research. You don't need to have the most high quality mic. Of course, it helps, but you don't need one. Once that's done, you don't need to edit it. Zoom exports a video and an audio track. You don't have to edit that audio quality if you don't want to. You can then upload it immediately to Anchor and then publish. You are done. And literally, the time pretty much, the time it takes you to record the podcast, plus 20 minutes to upload it, throw a title on that, and maybe make a cover art if you want to. And you're off to the races. So podcasting is a very easy thing to get into. Anyone can do it. I highly encourage you to start one. Deepak highly encourages you to start one. Of course, there is a bunch of little things you can add on top of it to make it a little bit better, but it's not necessary. It really isn't necessary. Now, I don't use much lighting. I put one light on when I record with Deepak for, to make my face look a little bit better in the Zoom, but that's it. Now I literally just jump on a Zoom call. That's pretty much all I do for the podcast now in terms of recording it. So podcasting is easy to start if you want to start it, and I highly encourage you to start one. This next point here is something that Deepak I think is very, very good at, and that is outsourcing. And I have a quote written down here from him, and he says, the more important currency to me, more important currency to me than money is time. He values his time over his money, and he out and he puts his money where his mouth is, and he aggressively outsources everything. He's outsourced cooking meals, and he has meal delivery every single day. He outsources his podcast work with his own agency. All of the day-to-day, the content creation, the deliverables for clients, a lot of that is actually done by, not done by Deepak. He outsources the videography work, the website work, all of these things. He's outsourcing all of them to just kind of let himself work from a high level and focus on the things he wants to focus on. And I have a ton of respect for that. That's something I, I know I'm not very good at. Um, <clears throat> I don't outsource pretty much anything. <laughs> Part of that's probably due to the fact that I am cheap. Um, but Still, I think that that's a very valid point and a very important thing to realize that you don't actually have to do everything in your life. There are ways to get out of the things you don't want to do. And you can outsource different things, whether that be your meals like Deepak does, whether that be your your work if you really want to. But I just think that's an important thing to think about is what are what are you doing that you don't want to do? And if you can outsource it, how much can you outsource it for and what can you do with that free time? And it's, an, it's a good question to ask. And I just think that that's something I wanted to highlight because I feel like Deepak does it in a really good way. And he's, that's just something I just, I wrote it down because it's something I know I need to work on because I still feel like I need to do all the work. I need to do everything. I do all the work for my podcast. I do all the work for my business. And do I have to be doing all of it? I don't know. It's something I need to think about. So I just kind of wrote it down here as a takeaway because it's something I thought was important and something that I wanted to highlight. The next thing here is if it's something, this is not a direct quote. If it's something that gives you joy, you don't have to monetize it. And I wrote that down. I think I've talked about this recently in a podcast and a takeaways as well. I could be wrong, but talking about, we're talking about hobbies and how you don't have to monetize every single hobby that you have. That's, I think that's a trap a lot of people are falling into right now is they feel like if they have a hobby, they have to find a way to make money. They have to find a way to turn it into a business. They have to find a way to get a lot of followers to this hobby. But if you just enjoy doing it, maybe just you don't have to turn it into a business. You don't have to make money from this. You can just enjoy doing something for the sake of enjoying it, right? 
You don't have to make money from it. You can just do things for fun. And I feel like that's something we've lost sight of is doing things for fun. And I think we need to have a little bit more fun again. It's something I'm personally really guilty of. I work on, <laughs> I have my podcast that I'm trying to grow. I have my business and those take up a lot of my time. So I don't really get the time to do a ton else. Um, but there's not much that I do just for the sake of doing it. I play video games sometimes, but then after I finish playing video games, I feel like I wasted my time and I should have been working on something that leads that's beneficial to me. Right. And I think that that's not the best mindset to have. I think it's okay. I think we're just really hard on ourselves when we feel like we need to be productive 24 seven, but that is not possible and it's not good to try and work 24 seven. So it's okay to do things just for the joy of them. And I just want you to remember that. The next thing here we talked about is this was another quote from Deepak. He says, he's not trying to be Joe Rogan. He's trying to be himself. And he went on a bit of a rant, not a rant, but he kind of elaborated on that quote. And he was talking about how when you're trying to be like someone else, you're just acting because that's not who you are. If I'm trying to be Joe Rogan, I'm acting. I'm trying, I'm not acting like myself. I'm acting like Joe Rogan. And that was a really good way of looking at it. I've never seen, never heard it explained in that way. Um, but the moral of the story is just be yourself because that's the easiest thing for you to do. You can take bits and pieces from other people and take inspiration. But if you're trying to be exactly like someone else, you're just acting. And I liked the way that Deepak framed that. I never heard anyone talk about it in that, like look at it that way before. And so the important thing is just to be yourself because there's only one you. You're the best version of you. You'll never be the best Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan will be the best Joe Rogan. You'll never be the best of anyone else other than yourself. So why spend your time and energy trying to be like someone else when you could just be the best version of yourself? Embrace your flaws, embrace everything about yourself and let that and own it and be the best version of you. Because like I said, you're the only version of you and that is your, that can be, that's one of your competitive advantages. No one can, no one else can be a better version of you. Next point here, something I talked about in the beginning of the podcast. This might be the last point here that we talk about today. It's not talked about the beginning of the podcast. So Deepak has his podcast. It's not that deep. He has his agency, Deep Digital Media, but he also has a full-time job. He works in the government, working a job he doesn't necessarily enjoy doing. He, the whole reason he started the podcast, the whole reason he started this business is to get out of his job. And like I talked about too, he has a list of clientele now, a decent list of clients for his business. And he, in theory, could probably take the jump if he really wanted to. He has, he just outsources so much so he doesn't have to do any of the, of the deliverable work. He has a team that does that, that he's staying with the business. And he's doing it because he wants to make sure that it's set up in a way where he could, in theory, go and travel the world for six months so he doesn't have to always be doing the day-to-day work. And he's really trying to build a business before he can take the jump full-time. And I respect that. It's the exact opposite approach of what I took. I basically, with my business, built it up until it was making more money than I was making at my full-time job. And then I just took the jump and I went full-time. And granted, the way I'm doing my business is different from how Deepak is running his. I'm running mine like a company of one, and he's trying to build out a full team. Two different approaches, two totally valid approaches. We're just doing it differently. And the one thing that I like about the way Deepak is doing it is, or what he's showing with the way he's doing it is, you don't have to take the leap as soon as possible, right? 
it is okay to still have a job. A lot of people, when they start their own business, they feel like they're doing so to get out of their job. Like that's a big motivating factor is they're doing it to just get out of their job. And I understand why a lot of people do that, but, and then they view almost view having a job as like a negative thing, but sometimes you don't have to take the jump granted. Like, so I said, I, I waited until I was making more money, but I probably waited an extra month until I was making a little bit more money. And in theory, I had enough savings where I probably could have taken the jump after month one or two and really just kind of figured it out. But I, I played it relatively safe. I made sure I tried to eliminate as much risk as possible and Deepak's doing that even more so. And I think he's just showing that you don't have to leave your job right away. So many people rush to get out the door just to say that they have their own business and they don't work for anybody. And it's a badge of honor to say you're your own boss. And I get that. But if you can do both, why not do both, right? You're maximizing your revenue streams. You're bringing in money from two different directions. You're not. It also allows you one thing that I noticed that when I was working my full-time job. And I said something I wish I asked Deepak about on the podcast, but by working a full-time job while trying to grow my business, it didn't make me vulnerable to taking bad contracts. Granted, I still did just because I didn't realize it was a bad contract at the time, but it didn't make me vulnerable to, I didn't need money, right? If I'd taken the leap right away, I pretty much would have taken on anyone and everyone just to get some, some cash flow and some money coming in the door. But because I was working a full-time job and I had my expenses covered by my full-time job, I could negotiate and I wouldn't have to go lower than I was comfortable going just so I could make ends meet. I My expenses, my life was covered by my job and everything with my business was a bonus. And so if someone was trying to really hardball me or get me to go way below what I was comfortable or what I should be charging, I didn't have to take it. I could just say no and know that I'm okay because I can still pay rent this month. You're not vulnerable to, to your, by working, by staying in my business, I wasn't vulnerable to not, to my business, not taking off as fast as I needed it to. I could be patient to take as much time with my business as I needed because I had all my expenses covered. And that's the same thing with Deepak. He has his expenses covered. So with his business, he can focus on building this business in the exact way he wants to build it without having to leave his job. And I don't think that makes him any less of an entrepreneur. I think it just makes him far, not far smarter, but it may, he's doing it in a, much, in a very smart way. Like I said, he could probably take the jump, but he's not. And that's not from a place of insecurity. That's from a place of trying to make sure he's setting the business up in the best way possible before he leaves. He doesn't have to leave. So why should he? He'd be taking a lot of money off the table and adding extra stress and pressure to the business that isn't necessarily required. So he's probably getting close to taking that jump full time, but he could have taken it probably months ago if he really wanted to. So I just wanted to commend him for that because I feel like there's such a, there's a glorification of entrepreneurship and so many people are rushing to become entrepreneurs and having their own business and being their own boss as soon as possible. And Deepak is taking it slower. He's being more patient with it. And in the long run, that's going to benefit him and his business. And I just think that's something that a lot of people need to think about. So many, like I've, I think I've just got a broken record, but so many people just want to leave their job as soon as humanly possible. And I, again, I understand the appeal and why people want to do that, but maybe just take a second pause and realize you could just work your job and do your business. And then you don't have to worry about the business going under. You don't have to worry about you going bankrupt. You can, if you can do both, do both. It makes the most financial sense. It allows you to take more risks with your business. And sometimes those risks are necessary to get to the next level, but taking those risks is harder when it affects your personal bottom line and whether you can pay rent this month. So by working a job and doing your business, it just gives you more flexibility with your business to set it up for more success. So 
Shout out to Deepak. I respect the decision for what he's doing by not taking the leap yet, even though he probably could if he really wanted to. But I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Whether you've listened the entire way through or you only listen to bits and pieces, I really appreciate you taking the time to check this out. Do me a big favor. Go and check out Deepak on Instagram. Go and subscribe to his podcast. I'll make sure everything's linked in the show notes down below. If you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. If you'd like to follow the podcast, you can find us on Instagram and at my social life podcast or YouTube by searching up my social life. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to leave a rating and a review. The more positive ratings and reviews you get, the more it helps new people find this show. And it really helps to grow the community that we're developing here. If you're one of those people that have recently found the podcast, welcome. I'm very excited to have you here. Make sure you subscribe and stay tuned for future episodes. I put out brand new interviews every single Monday and a brand new takeaways episode like this is an audio exclusive every single Thursday. As always, today's podcast is powered by TrueFan. Thank you once again for listening, everybody. We'll talk soon.